It's New Year's Day. That's what it is today. New Year's Day. Every day you wake up, you have a chance to change your life. Every day. What is your resolution? Okay, here we are. It's Monday. And it's January 1st. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. But before I talk about your New Year's resolution, everybody has New Year's resolutions, John. Everybody. You know, they start off with New Year's resolutions. And then what happens? Tell me what the fuck happens. The funniest things are the gyms. Oh, the gym. You know the gym makes the most money on, on the day, the week after New Year's? I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the truth. And then everybody signs up and then they never go anymore. Anyway, before I do that, it's Monday. It's 11 o'clock. It's the Chaz Palmentary Show. So many things to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, a bunch of stuff, New Year's resolutions and uh, what happens on these days. But first, I want to tell you about a great... A great, great gift, Chaz Palminteri's A Bronx Tale Premium Cigars. I'm telling you, this, look at this thing. It looks like a Ferrari box. It's selling out. All you have to do is go to lacasagrande.com and uh, pick one of these up. Look at this. You want want to see a classic box? Look at this. Look at that. And there's a great story in there about how I, de- how I dedicate the cigar to my grandfather, Collodro, who I'm named after, have you know, and all the immigrants who came to this country looking for a better life, not just Italian-Americans, folks, whether you be Jewish, whether you be Irish, whether you be African-American, Hispanic, we, we are all a nation of immigrants. That's what we're, innate. we're a country of immigrants. So to give this to your mom, your dad, and say thank you for coming to this country, whether they are cigar cigar smokers or not, it's a great gift. We also have, if you go to lacasagrande.com, we have, we have, John, we have this new, we have a great new thing that we're known for. It's called Fresh Cigars, just made, and then you smoke it within 24 hours. How's that? Primo Fresca. Primo Fresca, that's right. Nobody does that. Nobody. But, but Paul De Silvio, who's the genius behind this, he's been selling these fresh cigars quietly for the past 30 years and built an empire. But now we are giving it to the masses. You, you order, you will have your cigars shipped within 48 hours. That's a fresh cigar. And if you can't smoke it for whatever reason, put it in humidor, wait seven, eight months. It's fantastic. But the first 48 hours, actually the first maybe 72 hours is amazing. It is rolled from the table to your lips. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. LaCasaGrande.com. And, hey, you want to go to my website? I mean, these are selling out. Now you just can't leave. And the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Go to ChazPalmetary.com. Also, my uh, stuff with the uh, with Michael Francis, the wise and the wise guy. Uh, go to the website. Go to Michael Francis' website or mine, and uh, click on the link where it says the wise and the wise guy. My restaurants. I got to tell you this story before we get into the New Year's resolutions. 
John, you're not going to believe this. You know I have two of the best restaurants, uh, I mean, around. I, I, I never say it's the best restaurant because there's a there's a lot of great Italian. I would say there's some great Italian restaurants in New York. There's a whole bunch of them. But mine, I put mine in the top five. I put it in the top five. Service, food, absolutely. Are there a lot of great restaurants in New York? No question. You know, I go to Carbones. I love Carbones. It's a different than my restaurant, a different experience. You know, I, I, uh, uh, La Scanatella, another great restaurant. A, a whole bunch of wonderful Italian restaurants in New York. I love New York, and I'd like to give a shout out to all these people. But hey, you know, uptown, downtown, uh, you know, what is it? Cabanada, La Cabanada? That's on the 72nd. That's another great restaurant. Check them out. They're all good. But if you want a special experience, I have to tell you about this. I'm in Manhattan, right, uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, two days ago. And I get a call from uh, the Mater D, Nicola. And he says, Chaz, are you in the area? I says, yeah. I said, I happen to be like, you know, in the 50s. My restaurant's on 30 West 46th Street, Chaz Palmentari's. I said, yeah, I'm in the 50s. Why? He goes, you got to come down here. I go, what's going on? He goes, a guy told me that him and, listen to this, John. You couldn't make this up. You couldn't write this. Him and his wife, on their first date, on their first date, okay, they went to go see a Bronx Tale. I mean, they watched the Bronx Tale on, on TV. He told her about this movie. They're both Italian. He said, oh, you got, you never saw it. You got, he goes, let's go on a date. Then you come over and we'll watch this movie. Sounds like a little bit of a scam, but <laughs> no, he, he said, cause she said she heard about it, but she never saw it. They go on a beautiful date. He takes her to see the movie. Uh, he watch, he shows her the movie. They're dating. They've been together now. Uh, I think he said like almost two years. Okay. So he tells Nicola he's getting engaged and he wants to get engaged at my restaurant. He's going to give her the ring at the restaurant. Could they make it special? You know, come out, you know, on a birthday. It was a birthday. Happy birthday. And then he's going to ask, he's going to get on his knee and ask her to marry him. All because, not, I can't say it's because of Bronx Tale, but to my restaurant, they both love the movie. They're both Italian-American. He calls me and tells me this is going on. I said, okay. I tell my driver, all right, take, let's go to the restaurant. I'm outside, right? I'm outside with Bobby. They come out. They wish a happy birthday. This guy gets on his knee. There's people there. There are, you know, asked her to marry him. She says yes. The place claps. He tells me, Chaz, come in. I walk in the restaurant. They don't know. They see me. Jaws dropped, and I walk in. She's looking at me. She's like, I think she starts crying. She has tears in her eyes. He's stunned. And I said, listen, your future husband said how wonderful this is if I could stop by and wish you personally. He's like looking at me. She's screaming. It was everybody applauding. It was, it was insane. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, talk about... Folks, talk about spare of the moment. I mean, holy shit. I mean, is that a story? We took photos together. 
They, it was their first day. They went out to dinner. They went to my restaurant, and he took a home to watch Bronxdale when they for two years ago. And this, where they are now, where they get engaged. And I come walking in and wish them. So, where am I going with all this? I think it's just a great story. It's a very romantic place. Josh Palmateri's, uh, both of them, but uh, especially the one in the city, really romantic. If you have a special date, look, you can't expect me to show up all the time now. That just happened to be where it was one of those once in a lifetime things. If you're going to get engaged, go to my restaurant. Tell the owner, listen, if I'm around, I'll stop by and say hi. What can I say? 30 West 46th Street, a great restaurant. I love that. It's funny. It's almost like a rite of passage because I remember one of the first dates I had with my wife. This is before I even knew you. I hadn't seen a Bronx tale at that point. Right. Or I did, and I, I forgot about it because I was so young. Her, She made me watch a Bronx tale. It was really? almost like a rite of passage. She sat me down, and she's like, you have to watch this movie. Wow. I didn't know that. No, this is the first time I'm telling you that. But, but you're yeah. already married, right? I'm I'm married right now, but I'm saying like when we first started going right. out, she made me watch a Bronx Tale. Wow, wow. Okay, all right. Well, who? What is this? Bobby's calling me. What does Bobby want? Bobby, why is he driving me crazy? You know, my driver drives me. Oh, he says okay. Nine messages to say okay. Any, anyway, hey, I had to tell that story, but this is a great. Um, uh, it's just a great day. I mean, New Year's Day. John, John, I, I, I got to tell everybody, before I forget, we're talking about Bronx Tale. You got to come and see the one-man show. The one-man show uh, is the show that started it all, before the movie, before the musical. I play all 18 parts, folks. All 18 parts. That's right. And this is the show that De Niro saw, that obviously, and I got some big news coming about this, but... It's a little too early to talk about it, but um, we'll talk about it as it gets closer. Um, John, where am I going to be? I'm in, I'm in Florida in January, right? Well, you're going to be in there for two dates. You're going to be January 5th. You're going to be in Naples, Florida at the Artiste Performing Arts Center. At the Artiste Performing Arts Center in Naples, Florida. Go ahead. And then on the 7th, you're going to be in Steinmetz Hall in Orlando, Florida. What is it called? Steinmetz Hall. Oh, that's a great place. I heard about that. You know, I never played there before, but please, uh, you know, uh, Naples and Orlando. And then on the 21st, you have your favorite venue. It's the Paramount Theater in Huntington. The Paramount Theater in Huntington. I have been there, I don't know, 25 times. People just come back and back 25 times. Bring your girlfriend or bring your boyfriend to come and see A Bronx Tale. It's a very romantic uh, it's a very, you know, it's a very touching show, I think. You know, I mean, obviously, it, it makes you laugh, it makes you cry, it even scares you. I mean, it's just a great show. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock used to say, there's only three things you could do to an audience, and if you do two of them, you've got you to gotta hit. You can make them laugh, you can make them cry, or you could scare them. Well, in Bronx Tale, I do all three. Not just two, I do all three. So and then if you go if you go even further into February, you're going back to Florida. It seems like you like it there a lot. So you're going to be in West Palm Beach at the Kravitz Performing Arts Center. West Palm Beach at the Kravitz Performing Arts Center. February eighth. That is a great place. I love that place. It's beautiful, beautiful. That's February eighth. So please come on down. Check me out if you're in Florida. If you're at the Paramount at the uh, in Huntington, 
uh, what a great place. I love one of my favorite places ever to play. Okay, it's New Year's Day. That's what it is today, New Year's Day. So, what is your resolution? What? What is it? Everybody says the same thing. You know what's funny? You know what's funny about life, John? I always tell people, you don't have to wait to New Year's Day. Every day you wake up, you have a chance to change your life. Every day. You wake up, you have a chance to change your life. I mean, you know what it is? People don't... People think it's so hard to change your life. And it is. But you have to decide. I remember, because I, I do a lot of... You know, I read a lot. I try to. And I read a lot about the Stoics. Discipline is destiny. Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, Oedipus. I mean, I got to tell you, these guys, don't forget, there was no internet back then. <laughs> no TV. How, you say to yourself, these are like 2,000 years before Christ. How the hell did they do this? Well, they did it because they just sat around and talked and thought and kept thinking. You know, people don't realize how theater started. You know, the Greeks started because you had all these philosophers, smart minds, sitting around talking. Did you know this? This is how our theater started, John? They were sitting around talking. Why, why do men do this? Why is this? Why is life this? And then they said, well, gee, why don't we, why don't we act it out? So they would have two men talk like improv. And everybody else would watch. And that's how, actually, when theater started, you didn't have women because they were all men who were doing this. So they kept the tradition about men would play women's parts. But anyway, in the beginning, it was just two men talking in a circle, and they would, they would listen to them and say, well, gee, if the guy said this, if the guy said that. So what happened was one of the philosophers, I don't know which one it was, was looking at this, and people were hearing about it. And he said, this shit's pretty good. I'm going to sneak some people in. And so some people would sneak in and watch it. And it's like everything else in life. Before you knew it, they were charging people to come in and watch these two people or three people act out situations on stage. And that's how theater started. I mean, the Greeks. I mean, talk about the Greeks, man. I mean, they started this. And that's how these, these brilliant minds would act these situations out and then comment on it. That's why I love to write theater. You know, uh, uh, Edward Albee, who I love, great writer. And he said, if you leave the theater and you're worried about where you parked your car, I didn't do my job. You have to leave his plays thinking about what you just saw, how that affects you in your life. How does that change you? Uh, do you ever see a great play or a great movie? It, it stays with you for a long time. I mean, I know a lot of people, and again, uh, my little bias probably, uh, uh, when people see a Bronx Tale, whether it be the one-man show, whether it be the movie uh, with Robert De Niro, he directed that, and whether it be the musical uh, that Bob and the great Jerry Zachs directed. Uh, the music written by uh, Alan Macon and Glenn Slater. 
I mean, a great musical that when you leave there, you think about what you just saw. I mean, I, I think that's important. So, it's New Year's Day. Discipline. One of the first things that Oedipus said, he said, everything comes down to, in life, is persist or resist. Do you pursue it or do you back off? Think about that. Every decision you make is, you know, you pursue it or you just go, ah, no. I mean, it sounds simple enough, right? Do you want to do it or do you don't want to do it? It really starts off with bad habits. Your bad habits. It's the little things. There was a wonderful philosopher. I love to give credit sometimes. I forgot his name. He's on the internet. He's Well, I... What's the quote? The quote is, show me a man what he does every day and I'll tell you if he's going to be a success or he is a success. I forgot his name, but it's your daily habits. What are your daily habits? Think about that, folks. For those of you who are listening to me, you know what was a great habit that I broke that I'm so glad I did? I would wake up and I would grab my phone and I would lay in bed for an hour and just go over the internet, what's going on in the world. And you know what? An hour turned into an hour and a half. And it was like, it just, I got off on the wrong foot. I got off on the wrong foot, folks. And I broke that habit. And now I have so much more time during the day. I actually get up. I usually wake up at like 7, which is not that late. People wake up at 4 or 5. I, I, I find 7, sometimes 6. But to be honest, 7, I'll wake up. And the first thing I do, because I think about it the night before. You have to plan your day the night before. You say, all right, and you write it down. This is what I'm doing. Does that sound hard? In the beginning, yeah, it is. Because you want to wake up and just do what you want to do. I mean, people have to go to work. I'm fortunate enough where, you know, I work, but I work on my schedule. So I wake up at 7, and the first thing I do is I walk out onto my balcony, and I, I do breath work. I do three sets of 30. You know, really a lot of breath work. Exercising the lungs. I, you know, uh, I forgot his name. Oh, God, I hate this. I hate this. What a great uh, guy uh, on the end. I have to get more of these guys' names because I want to give them credit. And I do this breath work. And I do that, and it just puts you in a great mood. It's the most... He says it changes your rhythm. It... Uh, it opens up your mind. And I said, ah, come on, stop the bullshit. So I started doing it. He said, you don't have to start off with 30. I would do 10, wait a second, do another 10, wait a second, do another. Then I got up to 20. Now I'm up to the 30 that he suggests. I finish that. I go in the, you know, I go back into the bedroom. I go into the bathroom and I take a shower. Uh, I start off with heat. I do. And I turn as cold as I can. I hate it. You hear what I said? I hate it. 
I cannot deny you that I hate it. And sometimes I, 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 I want to curse myself for doing it. But I start off with hot, and I go as cold as I could stand, and I try to stay three minutes in a cold shower. Do I sometimes chicken out after two minutes? Yeah, I got to be honest. But I try to stay three minutes. And it's down to the, to the Stoics who say, who's in charge? Who's in charge? Are your demons in charge or you're in charge? Are you in charge of your life or not? Oh, I can't stop smoking. Oh, I can't, uh, I can't uh, uh, stop wasting the day. Oh, I can't stop watching porn. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Who's in charge? If you're in charge, you gotta, you got to say, you know what? I'm in charge here. Hold on one second here. You got to get tough with yourself. And after I, now I'm telling you what I do. And I'm telling you, it took years to try to do all this together. But I do it finally. I take a shower, finish that. I go downstairs. I work out for 45 to an hour. Weights, cardio, five, six days a week. I do push-pull. Push one day, pull the next, legs the next. Push-pull legs. But in the midst of all those, I do cardio right after that. Okay, which takes about an hour. That's, that's all. You do resistant training, which they're proven now really keeps you young. Really keeps you. <clears throat> How do people die when they get older? You get in your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. They fall. That's how most people ruin their life. Most people, older people, they fall. And once you fall and you break your hip or your femur, you, they say you're within a year and a half, you're gone. I mean, you're in your 80s or 90s and you break your hip and you can't move anymore. That's it. You're toast. So the stronger you are, the stronger you resist. Let me tell you something. I was on the ice, John, about three weeks ago. There was like ice on my lawn. It was like a little hill there, and I had my slippers on, which was stupid. But I had the dog out there with me, and I went to I went to go down the little hill, and, and I slipped, and I did a split. But really, really like, I have it on the film. I got to show it to you. I really split, and I went, and I was hurt. When I say hurt, um, you know, it, it was painful and it was swollen my a little bit, but I thought I ripped my uh, quad. I thought I pulled my knee out. I thought I ripped, tore my ACL. I didn't know. But I was able to walk and put ice, and I was able to be okay. It took a few weeks to really get better. Uh, look, I got to give a shout-out to my doctor, my orthopedic guy, Dr. Gabe Dasa. I mean, Gabe, Doc, this guy really helped me out, came over, said, look, you've, you examined me, you didn't do anything, prescribed ice, uh, no needles, no needles. I didn't need any needles because I had to do a show in like 10 days. But he prescribed what to do, and I'm telling you, it was like a miracle. So a big shout out to Dr. Gabe Dasa, Dasa. D-A-S-S-A. D-A-S-S-A. I think I said it right. You need an orthopedic surgeon. Go see him. The guy's fantastic. Really good guy. Anyway, so 
And where and how come he and nobody said to me, the reason why you didn't get really hurt is because you're in shape and you work out. He said, because if you weren't, forget it. You would have been toast. My muscles were strong. My legs were strong. So, you know, no muscles were pulled or anything happened. Thank God. So uh, as you get older, you got to do this for yourself, folks. You know, everybody goes, oh, I, I, you know, because they look at it like, I can't do it. Oh, my God. I got to work out. Small steps. Small steps. I started with, you know, resistance training. Well, I've always worked out with weights. But I started light, and I built heavier and heavier and heavier. And I work out, you know, with the... And, and you know what else is great? And I tell all my friends who are my age, hanging, folks, you got to hang. Does that sound crazy? You just hang. You grab the, uh, you know, you can buy these. You don't have to go to a gym to hang. You can get these bars. It's a bar. You hook it up in your door if you have to. You get it on Amazon. It's about $28, 30 bucks. I mean, in my gym, I put a bar up high so I can stay, I could stand straight and hold it. But some people, they don't have that. You put the thing in the door, you put up your, your legs a little bit, and you hang. They are saying now, hanging is one of the best things you could do. Now, come on, hanging? If you can't hang, something's wrong. Now, is it easy when you start? No. I had my friends do this, my age, and they said, well, how long do you hang for jazz? I said, well, look, and I've been, I've been doing it a, a year now, so don't go by me. So I can hang for a minute and 30 seconds. I'm trying to do two minutes, but I don't know what happens after a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> I, it's really hard for me to hold on. But a guy my age, if you, can hang, if you can hold for a minute, it's amazing. A minute. And you say, come on, I can hold on to a bar a minute. Yeah, really? Try it. Try it. But grip strength will tell you how strong you are, how healthy you are. If you don't, so if you go on, now you might only hang for, uh, don't laugh, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Let go. Don't hurt yourself. Every day you go back to the bar. After a while, 10 seconds becomes 15, 15 becomes 20, 20 becomes 25. And all of a sudden, you're doing 30 seconds. Now, if you're in your 60s, 70s, 80s, and you're doing 30 seconds, that's pretty good. You're building up your grip strength. Why is that important? If you fall, ah, you grab something. If, if, you're, if you're on a banister, oh, ah, your grip strength tells you. You fall down. You put your hands in front of you. You hold up from hitting the, your face on the floor. This is really important, folks. And any young people out there, tell your parents. And you should hang, too. <laughs> if your parents are my age, then you should hang, too, because that means you're in your th uh, 30s or 40s. Okay? Hanging is very, very important. Go on Google. If you don't believe me, you know, I'm not a doctor here. Go on Google and say, the benefits of, dead, of a dead hang. Check it out. Now, I do both. I, I dead hang from my hands, and I dead hang from my feet. I, I mean, I have a, one of those inversion tables, you know, so. I just pulled it up, and the top 10 benefits, you got improved grip strength, enhanced upper body strength, scapular health, joint decomposition, improved posture, 
core activation, increased flexibility, simple and accessible exercise, mental focus and relaxation, shoulder rehabilitation. Shoulder, yeah. I used to have, like, when I would do weights, sometimes I had pains in my shoulder. I don't have them anymore. I don't have them anymore. Because when you're holding that thing, everything is getting stretched here. Everything is building up strength. It's all about strength as you get older. So those of you out there in your late 60s and early 70s, 80s, not you could be not, you know, people go, oh, you're 90, you can't start working out. No, bullshit. That's bullshit. These are myths. Hey, you know, I'm 85, I'm 90, I can't work out. No. Two things, if you do this, a few things. You do like 10 squats a day, dead hang, and walk. Just do that. Just do that, folks. Watch the improvement, okay? I went off on a, ran on a tantrum here, but so that's what I do. I wake up, okay, I do my breath work, I take the cold shower, I work out for an hour, and then I write. And I write for, uh, you know, in the day, three, three to four hours. That's it. No longer than that. Can I do longer than that? Yeah, but, you know, I, I was told by a wonderful writer, Arthur Miller, who said, uh, when you're writing, and he would do this, when you're writing and all of a sudden you would, uh, and he was one of my favorite writers, Arthur Miller, and he said that uh, when you have a great idea and it's after it's about three, four hours, stop. And you would say, why? Why are you forgetting the idea? No, 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 don't forget. Just write the idea down on the paper. Tomorrow I work on this scene I have an idea for, blah, blah, blah. And you write, you write just the topic down. So then the next day you're excited to go to the computer because you have this idea. If you write, I used to write 10 hours sometimes, 12 hours. I'd be burnt out. The next day, I'd be like, oh, man, what am I going to do today? And it, it's, you know, it's counterproductive. So now after three, four hours, I stop, especially if I have a great idea, and then I write the idea the next day. It's a good thing to do if you're a writer out there. I mean, it works for me. Some people, maybe it might not work. I mean, look, I'm giving you my ultimate day here that I try to do. And again, I don't want to be condescending and like, who am I? But do I fuck this up sometimes? Yeah. I mean, but if I could nail it like four days out of the seven and the other days I almost nail it, I'm happy. I'm happy. Do I get a spurt where I'm traveling or this that happened? Yeah, that happens too. But the more you do it the right way, then it forgives you for those other days, folks. Okay, I write, and then at 5.30, 5, uh, I'm with my wife. Uh, my, my, I have a son, he lives in L.A., and my daughter is in Michigan, University of Michigan. They both have careers, but if, when they're here, I want to be with them, have dinner with them. Do I, I, having dinner and sitting down with the family is really big. And boy, do I like to do that, but sometimes I screw up. And my kids, they call me on the carpet. They go, hey, Dad, what do you want to do? Could we have a life here? Could you come in and have dinner with us? You know, and they're right. They're right. You know, I can't say they're not. They're right. So I'm saying to you today, on New Year's Day, 
Again, you don't have to wait for New Year's Day. You could do this anytime. The great thing about life is Napoleon Hill, who wrote the great book, Think and Grow Rich, it's always your next move. It's always your next move. You could change your life at any time. I have a good quote that we could end the episode on. It says, yeah. It's from Marcus Aurelius. It says, when you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love. That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I mean, be thankful. And that's the other thing. I'm going to leave you with this, folks. That was my day. That's what I try to do. So try to do your day. You don't have to do my day. You do what you have. Say, you know what? I'm going to wake up. I'm not going to look at my phone for the first hour. If you could just do that, just do that. Talk to your wife. You know, listen, I'm guilty of it. She's guilty of it too. We'll wake up. She grabs her phone. I grab mine. And we're in bed for an hour. And we'll be like looking at everything on the phone. We're not connecting. We're not communicating. You know, wake up. I do. Like I said, go, go exercise. You don't have to do your breath work. You can do exercise for a half hour. You know what? You and your wife can go for a walk. You can go for a walk, and you can talk as you walk. Put the phone down. Say, you know what? Let's go walk for a walk now outside. You go for a nice half hour, forty minute, one hour walk. Come back, you can look at your phones. Try that. You got to connect. I'm telling you, these machines and these, these things just stop you from connecting. They stop you. Machines and the phone and all this AI bullshit, we thought it was going to make our life give us more time. It's given us less time. You know, that actually changed my life. I stopped looking at my phone for the first hour I've been up. Yeah. For probably the past year. And I swear to God, it changed my life drastically. Well, they prove it changes your rhythms and your brain. Don't do it. Don't look at it. Do something. Connect with your wife. Go for a walk. Do something. Well, I tell you what, this has been a it's New Year's Day. So I'm glad I look happy New Year, everybody. Don't forget our Bronx Tail Cigars. Look at this. It's a Ferrari box. LaCasaGrande.com. LCGcigars.com. Oh, it's LCGcigars.com. LCGcigars.com. And uh, you can get the Primo Fresh ones. Primo Fresca. Primo Fresca. Paul DeSilvio, the man who started this, made an incredible business out of it. But now we're sending it, we're putting it online and giving it to you. And... Now you can't leave, and the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. My website, charlespalmentary.net. Don't forget Florida, right, John? Florida, you'll be in Naples, Florida on the 5th at the Artiste Performing Arts Center. Right. The 7th, Steinmetz Hall, and then back in Huntington on January 21st. On 21st. And then in February, I'll be at... Uh, back in Florida. Back in Florida at West Palm Beach at the... Uh, Performing Arts Center. Yep, on the Folks, I know there's some tickets left. You got to call up because, uh, you know, the show is bigger than ever, and God bless. And uh, listen, if you're thinking about getting engaged, stop by my restaurant. You never know. I could be in the area like this. I mean, this was pretty amazing. I don't want to say their names because 
it was kind of it was kind of per they they just loved it and uh, they I'll probably they'll have a memory that'll last the rest of their life. Hey, invite me to the wedding. Just kidding, I can't make it. Okay, <laughs> God bless you. This is Chaz Palminteri, and uh, don't forget my restaurants, Thirty West Forty Sixth Street and uh, Two Sixty Four Main Street in White Plains. God bless you. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>